Hey, I'm Paul. And I'm Maddie. And today on the Our Labors of Love podcast, which we're back, by the way, sorry about that, we talk about no shortcuts. And And sourdough bread. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Well, it's good to be back. Yeah, I I know. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, sorry about that. The first one... What well, both were what did, unplanned. What did we do? Why did why why did we fail why did so we miserably on this podcast? Record for two weeks. Yeah. Um, the first one I think was just an oversight. It was a crazy week, and I think we were trying to get the patio done, and so and then we were totally completely exhausted from trying to get the patio done. Yeah. And then last week, I like had every intention. Like I feel like multiple times in my head, I was like. I thought about, oh, Paul, we should try and record over the weekend so that even when we're out of town for the conference, yeah. we can still post something. Because we kind of made the shift to, like, record mm-hmm. early in the week, in the evening once the boys were down instead mm-hmm. of on the weekend. But then we were out of town. Right. And, and but then it was Liam's birthday and yeah. all sorts of shenanigans. So yeah. it just didn't happen. Um, That's right. But we're back. We're back, back in action. We're back and we're talking about sourdough. In a little bit, sort of. Um, So, Maddie. Things I've learned on my sourdough adventures. Yes. Adventures of a sourdough starter. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's good. There's a lot of life lessons. Look forward to getting into it. Uh Um, But first, how are you doing? What's been going on? Oh, I'm tired. Yeah. We're both tired. Yeah. Let's just say that right now. I feel like a little bit like I got... um, Hit by a bus. Hit by a bus, but I don't know why in particular, but here we are. We don't know if we have like... A bug if we're just, like, tired from going, 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 yeah. going, going, which it's probably pretty likely because yeah. it has been. A, we've been in a big push for a while, and I feel like our bodies, like, we went on this to this conference, and it feels a little bit, I say we, I didn't go. I went and stayed in a hotel. I, I went on the trip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I feel like that was, like, our moment to, like, let down, and now our bodies are yeah. letting down. Yeah. Like, All <laughs> like right. okay, this Closing is long overdue. Shop. So. Yeah. Thankfully, it's thankfully it's an ugly rainy day today, so it's not like yeah. I feel like it's God's gift to it. At first, I was really ticked off because I was like, I just want to finish the patio. But now I'm like, I'm actually really thankful that we could just, so we just took mm-hmm. a nap and have had a pretty slow day, which yeah. has actually been very nice. So Yeah, and um, yeah, That's we good. were, so we were in Cleveland for a couple of days this past week. We're recording this on a Friday, um, and we were... We had some friends gift us tickets to the Alistair Begg Basics Conference. Yes. So if you're not familiar with Alistair Begg, he's uh, just a phenomenal uh, teacher, mm-hmm. author, pastor um, from Scotland. Yeah. And, uh, Definitely uh-huh. recommend his book, Pray Big. Yeah, any, yeah, yeah. Any message, any, yep. all of it's really good. Yeah. And he's just enjoyable to listen to. He has mm-hmm. the Scottish accent, which helps everything, mm-hmm. um, True. which is great. And so we were there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And it was really good. Um, it was definitely a different sort of culture, uh, church culture than we were, I think, or I was accustomed to, but yeah. not in a bad way. And not that our church culture is bad. It was just different. Um, yeah. And it was, it was really good. Um, and it was enjoyable. So yeah, yeah I learned about. I was going to say, do you have any main takeaway mm. from the conference? Yeah. So. I guess actually one main takeaway kind of leads into our discussion today it in a does way. i'm not sure if i'll say the right main takeaway for our discussion today oh, okay but um maybe but 
one of the one of the guys there, um, his name's John Woodhouse. He's from Australia and also wonderful to listen to. Yeah, I thought New Zealand or is it Australia? I really don't one. know. And he would just go through and he would he would spend thirty yeah. minutes on two. one verse and then he would say verse two and <laughs> it was just so great. Um, so, but he he talked about what is the purpose of preaching, mm. and essentially, um, I'm gonna misquote it. Um, but it was to profoundly impact your hearers, um, essentially toward Christ, or or profoundly impact um, our hearers' view and affections for Christ. Mm. Um, and that's a that's a misquote, but essentially that's what he's saying. That every time you teach, every time you preach, the goal is to lead people to Jesus mm-hmm. and shape the way in which they view who Jesus is. And so, if you're in Two Kings and you're talking about Elisha. Um, Jesus is in there because all roads lead to Christ and right. every promise of God finds its yes in Christ. And so it was just a really good um, seeing how he would go about analyzing a text and not in this forced, like, I'm going to talk about Elisha and then that's enough of Elisha. Now I'm going to totally end and begin talking about Jesus. But but that it's actually really connected and that yes. Elisha is leading you to Christ. Right. And the text is always, no matter what you're in, if you're in Leviticus or Deuteronomy or Genesis or whatever Old Testament narrative you're in, the ro- there's a road to Christ. And the example they would give the, give um, for that is um, from Charles Spurgeon, who was an Englishman um, and just a phenomenal uh, pastor. And he would talk to young pastors um, and he'd listen to their preaching and the, the young teacher would say, hey, how was my preaching? And he said, um, not very good because <laughs> they had very little of Christ. And the, the young preacher would say, well, Jesus wasn't in the text. And he would say, in every little village, in every little place in England, is there a road that leads to London? And the young preacher would say, yes, of course. And he says, in every text, there's a way that, a road, a road that, that leads, leads to, to Christ. Christ. And that was just so good of but you have to go through the details to find the right road to Christ. Yeah. Um, and you have to really study the text and do the, the text justice in order to see the right road to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that way things don't get repetitive in your preaching. You're not just saying the same thing over and over again, but you're taking the text and pointing it to Jesus. So I've gone on for mm-hmm. uh, a few minutes here that's on okay. that. Um, but that's that was that's what we came away with and it's what I came away with. Um, and we also talked about in everything, um, Jesus is our strength. Um, that came from a guy named Tony Marita, um, and how um, because all of the promises of God find their yes in Christ, everything we do needs to be sustained and supported by Christ. Mm. And so our energy comes from Christ. Our our passion comes from Christ. Our uh, humility comes from Christ. Everything comes from Jesus. And so mm. it was very much a conference focused on what are the basics. Of, what was the basics yeah, conference? Yeah, exactly. So they did that on purpose. Yep. Um, what are the basics of preaching, and all that should be Jesus? Right. Good. That's definitely yeah. not the point that I was talking no, about. No, I didn't um, think so, and I was trying to think of what we talked I'm about talking last about night. The one of the they do an internship at their church, and oh, like the yes, yes, yes. big okay. goal is to yeah. So. Part of the conference. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, I still now, enjoyed listening. Everyone to that. got. <laughs> <laughs> <Maddie> just <laughs> drilled her <laughs> cup of tea on her um, whatever pop you call filter, that thing. Um, on her bike. The one thing, the thing, oh, and the okay. thing. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. Proceed. I think we've recovered. All Go right. ahead, Paul. Everybody, settle back. Moving in. on. Yep. 
Anyway, so part of the conference was some breakout sessions, and we were at Parkside Church in Cleveland. It's where Alistair Begg is pastor, and um, they had breakout sessions on eldership and on um, pastoring in you know difficult seasons and all sorts of different things. And one of the breakouts I went to was multiplying leaders and how they go about that. And what it sounded like is they they have this pervasive question that really drives their entire culture as a church. And that question is, what is the best use of your life for God's kingdom? What is the best use of your uh, your life for God's kingdom? And the way that they go about finding that is they have this residency program where they bring in young guys, um, not always young, some of them are in their mid-30s and you know have seminary degrees, some of them are you know recent college graduates, but they take them in and essentially they break the year year-long residency program into um i think thirds or maybe fourths and essentially the 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 strategy is we're going to let you spend three to four months in these different areas of the church and learn and sit under the pastor that oversees that area or aspect of the church and Mm -hmm. through that our goal is to really help you understand what is the best use of my life for the kingdom of god Mm -hmm. but i love that just that assumption that my life is not my own, like mm-hmm. my life is for the Lord, and the intentionality to say we're going to in, we're going to go through a process and ask that question because it's sort of a terrifying question. Uh, yeah. We're going to ask that question. It's just like an overwhelming almost. Yeah, question. It is, um, but I think asking that question requires community mm-hmm. um, because you need people speaking into your life to say hey, you're really gifted here, or hey, you're really not gifted here, and that's okay. Yeah. But the promise of Scripture um, is that every single person is equipped for the work of ministry. It's just we need to figure out what that work of ministry is. And I think that got us on to sourdough bread. Somehow. Somehow. And we'll see see if we can can make that connection. Um, Because, and Maddie, uh, speak in here, but... I think all of us, if we're following Jesus, we have this, like, I'm supposed to be doing something. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it seems like years go by where it's like we haven't done that thing. And sometimes... And you're waiting. Yeah. And you're waiting, like, God, what, what am I supposed to do? How do I, how do, I do more? Yeah. Um, how do I be faithful to use the gifts that you've given me? Mm-hmm. And I think what we were talking about last night as we were talking about, um, in part what we were going to talk about here today, but in part just... just processing there's so often things that we intentionally do that shortcut and cut off our potential to mm-hmm. step into what god has placed on our hearts to do yeah and i think that's the tie to sourdough bread so i'll mm-hmm. let you take that from there, oh Maddie. gosh yeah you're welcome that wasn't even a good like you know no, it wasn't a good segue uh, I, yeah i thought it was pretty i don't strong. feel like i have anything to run with um well, okay, let me ask. Okay. I think we can tie it together eventually, so stick with us, okay. <laughs> listener. Um, what have you been processing and, like, thinking through as it relates to sourdough bread? Specifically sourdough or just in general as it relates? Start with sourdough, and then I think it'll naturally transition into everything else. Okay. So, well, what's been happening is, <clears throat> I mean, tons of people got into making sourdough bread during COVID. Yeah. I was not one of those people, but now I'm joining the bandwagon because... It really started with, if you, I'm just trying to adjust my microphone. Just give me a moment, Paul. Golly. Um, So 
what started all of this is like our uh, me and you and our boys like we mm-hmm. have a lot of allergies in general we've got issues we've got issues in the world of allergies like i mean like yeah. food allergy environmental allergy like just kind of struggles in that area and i've just been in this place where and like paul has some and maybe just and what i'm learning is like a lot of things are really connected to like our digestive and gut health mm-hmm. okay um because like even paul it's like it seems like when he eats certain things he cannot breathe yeah so um, it's not great yeah and then our boys have different kinds of reactions to things and we all have environmental seasonal issues and so i was like okay so gut health it's all just been this like trail to like figuring out gut health basically Mm -hmm. and how do i how do we improve our gut health because i don't feel like well number one especially with environmental allergies i'm not keeping my kids inside all day to avoid all environmental allergies like that's not good long term right i also don't want my kids are already taking like allergy medicine mm-hmm. from a very young age, almost yeah. every day. And I don't want to keep doing that. Like right now it's like yeah. one of the only options so they can like not be sick. Yeah. S- sneezing and eyes watering. Like and swelling up and yeah, unable being to speak disgusting and, and losing yeah. their voice. Like those things. <clears throat> but at the same time, like I'm okay with using that temporarily. I just don't want that to be the long-term solution forever, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, I'm fine with using it in certain seasons for a little bit as we need to. It just, I don't feel like it should be like an all the time thing, especially mm-hmm. for kids. And for me, I mean, I take allergy medicine year round. So anyway, all of that to say, I've been diving into more about like gut health, um, which somehow has then gotten me into learning about sourdough bread because fermented foods can help restore your gut health. And, but what I've been learning is like a lot of issues that we have, mm-hmm. just like broadly speaking, yeah. in terms of gut health, but also, um, like food allergy, kind of like gluten allergy struggles mm-hmm. are actually like a lot of that um, can be kind of, kind, and I say kind of, I think it can be supported like legitimately um, tied to this switch from the traditional process of leavening bread, <laughs> yeah, which is like what yeast does. Yeah through the sourdough starter fermentation process and shifting from that to this like instant yeast product and that cutting out and shortcutting that process actually removes specific things that we need in the bread to uh, for our bodies to digest the bread well and right. then that results in other issues. So my understanding here, and we're not doctors, right? <clears throat> no, just, this is I'm. It's an ongoing, it's trying an to understand ongoing researching but it, thing. I think what you'd said to me, and you you just said it, but I just want to make sure people are are tracking. Um, was so a long time ago, before the little instant yeast packet was invented, the way that bread was made, it was a multi-day process. Yes. So you wanted to make bread, you needed to start the day prior and you needed to have something called a sourdough starter right or some uh, i'm i'm assuming i don't know if there's other starters but that was like the the standard was like i think that was what was common was having this starter 
that was basically this active living thing that ate yeast. Yeah, which so is weird. To the even language think about that also. Maddie's been using around the house has really freaked me out because she says she's <laughs> like, like I gotta my... feed the starter. And I was like, oh, she's like, oh, it grew. And it's like, oh, what is this monster that you're, you've created yep. in our, our kitchen? It's very anyway, weird. It is weird. So along the way, at one point, somebody said making bread, specifically sourdough bread, it's a investment it takes too long. And so in order to shortcut that process, what we're going to do is is have this little yeast packet because that takes the process of making this bread from days to hours. Uh-huh. And and sometimes like there's like dry yeast and then there's like instant dry yeast, which I think the instant stuff is like in 30 minutes you can yeah. cook with it kind of a thing. And so I the pink don't quote I'm not like again Maddie I'm very is I'm very that new she to is investing 100% in this. <laughs> confident and is a nutritionist. Well, I know I've purchased dry yeast and yeah. instant dry yeast and so, they do different things. But basically what you found and and the research you've done and and what you've observed in our own bodies is that when we eat foods that are quick process essentially or or processed mm-hmm. um and the shortcuts of the right bacteria and different things that should be a part of those foods are removed that causes a lot of the issues that we have in processing foods. Yeah. Um, so the so what the, a lot of people experience yeah. when they eat like a sourdough, a traditionally made like sourdough from a starter, yeah, that can usually cannot tolerate breads due to gluten. Is that their body can tolerate that gluten because something in the sourdough fermentation. That whole process already yeah. partially breaks down the gluten for your body, yeah. or if the, or there's something in it that helps your body do that. Is what I understand. Right. From that, it's also very tied to why I want a dairy cow. There you go. So same, a quick a quick little a quick tidbit little here. Tidbit. This was pure gold. One of my favorite Maddie stories, and one of the many reasons I love you. But <laughs> this comment just was like, I love that lady. She's crazy, but I love her. Mm-hmm. So there was a there was a it's women's the there was a women's gathering for our church a couple of weeks ago now, a week ago. A week and a half ago. And Maddie was asked to a go um, as one of the, you know, uh, planting the teaching pastor spouse, wife, whatever. Spouse, whatever. Yep. And so she gets up on stage and... No, no, no. I was not on stage. Let's be okay. clear. Thankfully, it was in the lobby. So you have a microphone. Nope. Okay. Just speaking to the crowd. Speaking to the crowd. On level ground. Level ground, but people can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wasn't in the room, You I just heard there. the story. Yeah. So I'm putting all of these details in my head. <laughs> uh, it would have been uh, great. And if I imagine you sitting on like one of those settings where they have the cool chairs. And like there's the like panel, a rug on the stage, sitting like a panel fancy. discussion. No, thankfully. That's what I had that. in my head. That, oh, no, no. But anyway, somehow Maddie is asked the question to answer to everybody there, what's a bucket list thing for you? And you answered, well, well, the person before you answered what? No, it was not Angie was technically before me. It was Ed's wife. Um, she yeah. said, uh, being front row to a Bon Jovi concert, which is, which great, is like a classic bucket list that makes nothing sense. Nothing wrong with that at all. Wonderful. I just am a weirdo. Yes. And, and when I think bucket list, I think I really want to have a family dairy cow. I really want to have a family dairy cow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe this is funny to no one else, but to me, it's wonderful. Yeah. And I love you. Um, um you're anyway, so weirdo, but it's fine. I okay, feel very so here's, com- comfortable in. Here's yes. how I think. Were you were you done about sourdough and shortcutting? No, it's just caught that all has caused me to realize like how many things in our life are meant to be. Oh, I'm gonna save time and improve my life by doing this, and then actually it seems to have more of a negative effect than a positive. Right. Um. Yeah. 
And that's where we started connecting things to what is the best use of your life for God's kingdom. Yeah. Because we have so many things that we want to do. I think everybody, mm-hmm. uh, you think about it like, oh, I want to do this. I want to go here. I want to do lots this. Lots of interests. Lots of. Yeah. Lots of dreams and passions, goals. which are wonderful. And so often we we try and take these shortcuts to get there. And as a result, we never get there. Um, mm-hmm. So we, I think phone use, we've talked about a lot on this podcast, but it's it's like, you said it last night, phones were invented as a tool mm-hmm. to help us save time and do more things. And yet, because we're constantly looking at our phones and distracted by our phones, and I think it's it's more often a, a you're in my generation thing, yeah. millennials and younger, because we're so distracted, we we never really have the opportunity to grow and to develop and to stay focused on these things that we feel like we're supposed to be doing. And so this thing that was created to help us do more is actually hurting us in the long right. run. Like, for example, if I, which I still do this and I'm, I need to not, but like, I need to figure out a better solution for me. But like my phone can also be my to-do list. Yeah. Which is cool. But for me, the moment I pick up my phone, I do everything except look at my to-do list. Yeah. And so suddenly when I've just gone to my phone to see what I need, should be doing right now, I then waste like, you know, I don't know, too much time yeah. looking at other things. And I'm like, wait. And then I put my phone down. I stop looking at whatever it is, put my phone down, go to start doing something. And I realize, oh, wait, that's why I picked my phone up in the first place. It was to figure out what the heck I'm yeah. supposed to be doing right now. And so it's like those kinds of things where – and for some people – who are probably much more, um, what's the word? No idea. Um, I have no idea where you're going with this, so I cannot help at all. (laughs) (laughs) Some people who have more self-control than me can pick up their phone and just open their to-do list and nothing else. That's great. I'm not one of those people, and so it ends up being this thing that, like, had the intention of being helpful. A to-do list can be helpful so I don't forget things, but I end up forgetting things while I'm trying to find the thing I'm not trying, I'm trying to not forget, I guess. Yeah, and and I think what we've seen is these things that we want to do, whether it be write a book or um, start pattern and surface design like you want to do. Mm-hmm. There's things that we do that, um, that essentially get in the way right. of of doing that thing that we feel like God has asked us to do mm-hmm. or f- get in the way of keeping us focused on the thing that, mm-hmm. that we feel God has put in us or the yeah. stories God has given us or the, the talents and abilities that God has given mm-hmm. us to do. And so when it connects back to this sourdough starter, that's a longer process and it takes more discipline. Right. But when you go through the process, it's much, it's much healthier in the end. And I, I think it right. connects to weight loss and things too. Like you can do a crash diet diet and cut out everything from your diet and you can lose a bunch of weight but it's actually very unhealthy to do that hurt you in the long run and it's going to hurt you in the long run but if you changed your sustainable yeah if you changed your lifestyle and you changed the the foundations of of how you eat and how you you know how much water you drink and exercise and all that in your daily routine you're going to be more sustainably healthy in the long run and i think that's what we've been trying to process through is how do we be more sustainably healthy mm-hmm. and not go to these things that might be shortcuts in order to get what we feel like we need to get, but are actually hurting us in the long run? Yeah. Does that make sense? I think so. And too, I think about like even some things, cause like it's really easy to, it's really easy to like pick at the phone. 
obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do that. But all there's the time. also like a lot of things that are really good things, but they can become too big of a thing that then it also or it's not the right thing for you. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing, but like it's what? not the right thing for you. All right. So what I'm thinking about right now, what's like forefront in my mind is pre-children, I started at a ceramic studio. Mm-hmm. I do love, I love ceramics. I enjoy making ceramics. Um, I don't like have any regrets of that season in my life. But once we had a kid and it was like, I can either mm-hmm. like focus on doing ceramic stuff, mm-hmm. continuing that. Or I can be a stay-at-home mom. And, and again, like, I mean, I could have done some ceramics and been home with my kids some. It just wasn't like a, mm-hmm. the time commitment of ceramics yeah. It in, like, there's such a window of time because it's all dependent on how quickly your clay is drying and once something's dry you can't go back and redo yeah. go work on it again like it's done so there's just like a limiting like you can't really put something down at certain points and mm-hmm. come back to it later mm-hmm. and then think okay i'm gonna get back to handling those mugs tomorrow but then your kid is vomiting and so you actually can't get back to to put yeah. handles on those mugs and then the next day your mugs are totally dry and you definitely can't put handles yeah. on them now so it's like that kind of a thing where it's where it was like, okay, I'm at this point too, where then mentally I was in two places. Yeah. Instead of really focusing on what on one thing. And I was at this point where I'm like, I really feel like what I'm supposed to do right now is focus on being a mom mm-hmm. and taking care of my kid. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so yeah. I needed to and that and that was like a that was a hard decision to make. Cause again, I do enjoy ceramics. I'm I can do a good job like i like the things i made people Mm -hmm. bought them like that went fine it wasn't like it was tanking yeah um and then there would be i'd make that decision and then there would be these moments where something would come back up regarding ceramics like these other opportunities where then i'd be like well okay maybe i can do this Mm -hmm. or do whatever and it would be this it would almost be like this isn't a bad thing like i think about I remember like I decided I was done and then someone reached out because she was a florist and she needed like a hundred bud vases or something for a wedding. And it was a point where like we had no money. Yeah, that would have been great. And so, no, I did it. Yeah. Not it would have been great. I did do it. I did the custom order. I remember this well. Do you remember? Yeah. Actually, Um, no, I do remember it. And so I was like, well, geez, like that's cool. And I'm going to do this. But at the same time. I guess if I feel like I, I'm trying to think of how to, I just don't think that's what the Lord had for me in that season necessarily. I mean, I did it and it was fine, Mm -hmm. but like in that season, that was a good thing, but it wasn't my main mission at that time. And I had to get to this Mm -hmm. place where I just removed myself completely because it was almost too much of a temptation to keep doing that. And then be mad at myself for not then focusing on or like feeling this this pull of like I really feel like God wants me to do this, but I also like this, mm-hmm. and I had a hard time, so I eventually just had to be like, you know what, I'm just going to lay that down, yeah, and just focus on being a mom, yeah, and be okay with that. Which it's does that make sense? Yeah, I guess of yeah. 
you identified what you felt like God want you, wanted you to do, which was focus on being a mom. Mm-hmm. But then there were difficult choices you had to make along the way mm-hmm. and distractions that came up from fulfilling that purpose you, you believe God called you to do. Right. And I think we can either um, get into those distractions and do a maybe worse job in what God has called us to do, called us to do, or we can focus on what it is that we feel God has called us to do mm-hmm. and eliminate the um, shortcuts or the distractions or the things that sort of uh, maybe short circuit. Mm-hmm. It might be a better like we we sometimes like self sabotage ourselves because we get so distracted in other things where it's like yeah. no, if we would just focus on the the main thing that God has asked us to do, um, we would get a lot further in right. accomplishing Versus, and be better, I like guess, that, overall. What I was saying of like when we go to college, which this is not dissing going to college. And I think there's a lot of like we both went to a liberal arts school and I think there's a ton of value to going, doing like mm-hmm. learning, having a diverse thing that things that you're learning about. Yeah. But then at the same time, okay, I can either get really surface level mm-hmm. knowledge on a lot of different topics. Yeah. Or I can put that same amount of time into one thing and be like an, a real expert at that one thing. Yeah. And really focus on this and pursue this. Mm-hmm. And if you have a clear idea of what God is calling you to, mm-hmm. then why spread yourself out far and thin instead of like. Yeah putting your efforts into the thing you feel yeah. like God's calling you to do, I guess. Does and that make the, sense? It does. And on the flip side, if you don't feel like you know what God is calling you to, sometimes that's what requires trying multiple things. Doing the, but but doing it in, in community and with others guiding and advising you. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to that residency that the mm-hmm. church does that I where I was at the conference. Right, like they do the wide. It's they, not a one-track no, thing. No, it's very intentionally not a siloed thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for a specific group of people who feel like I know God wants to use me, but I'm not sure how help me figure that out. And that's for specifically that's in like ministry in terms of working for it, a church. Yeah. And on the other end of the spectrum, I think what we're processing through is God has very clearly called us to do certain things, to plant this church and and to pastor this church, to um, be a mom and, and, you know, lead our family in so many different ways. And the the challenge, I think, is getting maybe distracted with lesser things that take away from what God has really asked us to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we're getting. Mm-hmm. And I think for <laughs> I, me, I think like when I think this, about but... like my temptation, which I think a lot of it resulted would be tied to like my lack of trusting in God's provision for us and feeling like I needed mm-hmm. to help provide, yeah. um, was like, well... If I do this, then mm-hmm. I can provide money for our family, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so any moment of like, I would think, I think it it felt, this is what it felt like. And I don't know, you know, like I would get to this place of like, okay, yes, I'm ready. Like, I'm going to stop doing this. Yeah. And I would make that decision and things would feel like they're like, I'm doing good and I feel good about what I'm doing. And then it would be like, hey. Do you do this mm-hmm. or do you want to do this job? And then it would be this. Hmm, well. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And and, then, and again, like sometimes those are like God, that is God providing. Yes. So like I don't want to say yeah. that, but I feel like in me there was this like uh, personally I was struggling with like trusting 
that God would see us through this season yeah. and instead relying on myself to get us to where we wanted to be, I yeah. guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which is, yeah, so it's very different for other people. But I think for me that there was always this temptation of like, well, long term I want this or I feel God's calling me to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could do this right now. Mm-hmm instead so i'm gonna do that which then was only prolonging getting to what i actually felt like i was supposed to do right i guess if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so yeah hopefully as you're listening to this it's at least somewhat helpful because i I think we're both processing out loud of this um seeking clarity and on focus i think and and this like busy and productive life um, but a life that is has depth, mm-hmm. um, and trying to identify the things that are that are keeping us on the surface in certain areas, mm-hmm. and trying to identify the things that are maybe preventing us from um, really, you know, God's good. God's going to do what God's going to do. God, God doesn't need us. He chooses to use us in His grace, and the joy of being used by God is. I, I want that. Like God, yeah. God's going to do what God's going to do. And he, 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 I just said it, but I want to be used by him mm-hmm. and I want to, to, to step into the, the work of ministry that he's called. And we, it's not like we haven't, right. Yeah. We, we certainly have, but at the same time, the depth of yeah. um, expertise and the depth of mm-hmm. like, this is, this is who we are. This is what we do. And being okay with like, I'm, this is what we specialize in. Yeah. Um, like we don't have to fix every problem. Yeah. We're called to a specific yeah. purpose. And so right. we're not going to be the ones that does every ministry. We can focus on what God ministry God calls us to. Yeah. Also, I was thinking like one thing we did talk about last night with the shortcuts and stuff was like, in addition to the distraction, Mm-hmm. was we have done all these things, which gets us more time. Mm. But it's almost as though, like, we're then, which, like, I, I think the root of that was, like, man, if we have more time, think of how much more we can do. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the res- reverse happens of, like, well, then I just get caught up in doing things that are um, not When you useful. say we did all these things that get us more time, what do you mean? Um, like the things that have been invented to get us more time. There you go. So like this, having this, (laughs) yeah, back to kind of the sourdough, but of like having a, and let me just say, I'm really thankful. I don't have to wash all of our family's laundry by hand. Yeah. A washing machine is a wonderful invention. But when you stack up all of these things, Mm -hmm. Suddenly we've freed up a lot of time, mm-hmm. which is good. I think it's just then, well, what are we filling that time with? Yeah. And is good. that good? Because for me, I know, I think there is a, there is a point of you're over stretching yourself for yeah. sure. And I do that to myself and I feel that. And then there's a point where I go too far in the other direction. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like laying, I have too much time on my hands that I'm just like wasting it and yeah. being ineffective in every area. My house still isn't clean, but I have a lot of time on my hands. But when my when I'm more busy, I mm-hmm. actually have to think through. Like I can't procrastinate things. Yeah. Um, and I've also learned that like one of the things that really 
that Mm self-sabotage, like we self-sabotage ourselves from being useful in God's kingdom or whatever of like my lazy self Mm -hmm. self self-sabotages myself to do the things I really care about doing Yeah, because I've I've been too lazy in the moment to take care of these dishes. So I let them pile up and then later I'm like, great, well now I have to spend all this time or for me, it's really laundry. If we want to be real, like laundry is my weak point. For sure. Not so much washing the clothes, but putting them away. Yeah. Putting them away is, for me, such a big hurdle. Like, I, I, I don't, I am terrible at actually putting laundry away. And then I get angry because there's all these piles of laundry everywhere. And I still need to do more laundry. And I don't have anywhere to put that clean laundry because, well, in terms of a laundry basket. It, so it's just this like perpetual thing where it's like if I was just not lazy and I just took care of that, it could be done in three minutes. And instead, yeah. it's now to this morning I spent like an hour putting laundry away, right? which could have been faster if I did it in smaller doses. But then at the same time, it's also robbing me of this like mental yeah. space and time yeah. where I could be thinking about these other things that really are more important more meaningful but Mm -hmm. instead i keep thinking about man i really need to take care of that laundry today yeah okay tomorrow i'm going to take care of that laundry okay tomorrow i'm going to do that laundry because once again i still haven't put it away and it's like robbing me of almost the mental space Mm -hmm. to do other things yeah 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 i think that i think we finally got to to what we were feeling um i think you said that well yeah yeah okay um well hopefully all of that is ingestible yeah and understandable i don't know what it is yeah we have like plans to attempt to like pursue this further so maybe when we we can share another time once we process more of like okay so what do we do about this because that's kind of where we're at now it's like all right we're recognizing these things but now what do we actually do about it yeah yeah we have the most tools and resources um, available to us than likely any generation in history. Right. And yet we are so often um, lethargic in the time that those tools and resources provide us Yeah. that we do less um, because we are sort of apathetic in a sense. Yeah. I think is, is maybe what I would, how I would sum up what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in some ways it's like tied to that we were created for work, mm-hmm. not to sit all around on the couch all the time. Yeah. And not that obviously we work. Not created. that we do. I mean, we don't. But yeah. like, you know, like I think there's something to we are just in our element when we do have work to do yeah. and meaningful work to do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we'll segue into worship. Mm-hmm. Um, for today. So we've got two Shane and Shane songs today. Yep. And we'll start first with um, Maddie's, uh, which honestly, they're both Maddie's because I had zero songs for today because I feel like I haven't listened to music in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is Psalm 42 by I listened to all Shane, Shane and Shane. Shane while I was putting laundry away this morning. So. Psalms for the one. So my soul longs to be home. Come now, fail the living water. 
could just listen to that all day. That sounds mm-hmm. great. Uh, up next is also a Shane and Shane song called Come and See. What I really like about their, or a lot of their songs, mm-hmm. is that, like, the first one was Psalm yeah. 40, what is it, 42? Yeah. So it's them singing scripture. Yeah. And I, I just love that. Yeah, it's pretty great. All right. Come and see. Well, I hope you're able to um, <laughs> stick with us. Some type yeah. of something some helpful of something. out of that whole conversation yeah. that felt like. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't, but it's fine. Yeah, hopefully. Um, we'll just trust the Lord with that. Um, but yeah, any uh, closing thoughts, Maddie? Um, yeah, I think what I'm feeling is. As a mom of young kids, it's like your house is going to be messy, and I get that. But I also feel like I don't need to always feel like they're, I'm drowning in laundry. There mm-hmm. has to be a better way to be doing this yeah. that <laughs> doesn't feel like I only have time to be doing laundry, yeah. I guess, if that makes sense. And I know, like in my head, I know I think what needs to happen, it's just a matter of doing that. Yeah. and doing it consistently yeah it's good i think for me um i think part of what got us on this conversation last night was i started talking about charles spurgeon and how every week he would um answer like 500 letters from people he ran like 50 different organizations pastored this massive church um and somebody asked him how is it that you do the work of two men and he said you've forgotten there are two of us christ in me and I think that probably should have started with that. That yeah, that would have been, been helpful. helpful. <laughs> that would have been helpful. Um, <laughs> but like, how do we? Not that we want this hectic, busy life, but but no, because I think what we desire actually is slowing down. Yes. And doing things slower. Yeah. But doing them well. Yeah. Yeah. And by um, doing them slower, somehow we do more. Yeah. Because it's, it's focused, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. again, we're, we're still processing. Probably should again started with that. But um, <laughs> just this like, how do we, how do we just be used um, mm-hmm. to a greater extent for the glory of God? Um, again, he doesn't need us, but he chooses to use us. And I want to be used by him for his purposes and, and for his glory. So I think that's where we are. And we're processing through what are the things that get in the way of that? What are the, the lazy moments that short circuit that Yeah. and um, really get in the way of, of stepping into what, what God has placed in front of us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. 
thanks for listening again hopefully you gleaned something from this roundabout <laughs> conversation yeah uh, we're thankful for you thankful to be back on the podcast see you see ya